Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This week we're discussing post-trip depression. Live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're watching The Trip. trip is brought to you by dreams unlimited travel experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation whether it be theme parks on the west coast east coast or on the seas visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com hi everyone welcome to the trip a little show about something we all love called vacation i'm jenny lynn and i'm Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> and back in the nook is rhino and greg hi off camera <laughs> right okay. where he needs to be he needs time off camera yes we have a very <laughs> interesting what happened here today already already i'm in a mood okay already you are derailing the I'm show i'm in a mood i'm in a mood she is in a mood um and that is because Teresa is now back from her road trip yeah i'm back which kind of inspired today's topic which is post-trip Depression. So we're going to be discussing about that, what we're that calling topic it. and ways to cope with it. The way you feel Yep. when you get back. What's going on over there, guys? You're whispering. We don't hear what you're saying. It was, it was just a, a, a computer thing. A little meeting. Yeah, just so you know. Don't, pretty, don't bother your pretty little head about it. <laughs> They're just having a little meeting over there. Doing that production stuff. Okay, well, post-trip production, uh, not production, <laughs> depression, we are oh, off to a running start here. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think you have an I issue. Got an I-, I have an issue. Do we have any? She's got an issue. Oh, okay. Sing it. Sing it's it again. The, okay. The issue is right now, my, my <laughs> issue is, I'm the new Teresa. <laughs> What's your issue? The, the, the computer outros are just too short the way they're set up in the computer. So if I play it, it's just going to keep looping the issue, the issue, and it will look terrible. And now I've taken up time talking about it. So. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Do you that. want to see? I'm going to try it. I'll try show it. you I want to see you it. I want to see your okay. issue. Tell me, what do you have, Teresa? I have an issue. Oh, I guess it, it could have worked. Never mind. Well, remember we okay. did it. Remember we used to do it before, and it didn't have the black, and it would like yeah. do something else. I, I, All right, you're done. Stop talking. <sighs> Let's go to my issue, okay? <laughs> I came back from my trip, okay? Yeah, you did. And this was going on before my trip too, but now it really bothers me. I, I'm sitting there, and I'm just you know the TV's on in the background, and I hear this show, and someone had done a study about how not getting a good night's rest can mess with your attitude and how you feel. Who funded this study? (laughs) Okay, and then moving on. Here's another one I heard just this week. Stress eating can cause overweight. Being Really? (laughs) Who funded that study? As I was (laughs) zipping up my (laughs) trinket. Where are they getting the money for this? I'm not sure. And why are they doing it? And it's really pissing me off. Okay, also, here's the one that really got me. Then they did a study on this. Okay. Husbands who help around the house are causing their wives to have low self-esteem. What? Uh, did men do that study um, to get you. out of? Like, there were no cleaning? women involved in that study. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> because the, the theory is, if they help out and they do it, whatever they're doing better than their wife, it's going to cause the wife's self-esteem to plummet. 
I'm sure the because, wife all crap and crap. Because a wife's entire identity is wrapped up on her chore list, wrapped yeah. up in her chore list. Okay, yeah. sorry, that was probably what? a buzz topic. I was just going to say, I'm sure there's Hot a million things that the the wife does way better than the the husband. He's the husband. He's terrible. Okay, go back. <laughs> the, everything the wife does is yeah. in the. Okay, I don't know. I'm going back to the. I didn't get a good night's sleep, and it's messing with my attitude. There's a stu- there's a new study out. Have you heard? Dog. There's a new study out about this. I heard it. If you don't sleep, you will be tired. It's going to mess with your attitude, and it causes me to stress eat, which causes me not to do my chores, and now my husband has to do them. Which leads to your self bad self esteem. I have, well, I have low self esteem today. Cycle. It's horrible, and it's really we need to pull you out of this. And Craig's lack of any facial expression is really irritating me today. I can't cut to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's right on your face is always highly animated. <laughs> I don't know. I'm happy to be back, but I'm depressed and it's stressing me out. Well, <laughs> I want to eat and I can't sleep. Did you like the tr- your trip? I did. Yeah? I had a good time. That's good. I'm happy. But I'm happy to be home. I came home to a house full of fruit. Uh, bad Calvin, fruit? Okay. okay. I won't name names, but he's my husband. His name's Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go to the grocery. I could not buy enough fresh produce to last him the whole time I was gone. So he had to venture out and go to the store, which he did. He had to do some of your chores. He had to saying. do some of my chores, which he apparently thinks he did better than me because he bought ample amounts of every fruit that was available, not realizing that Maybe she doesn't buy big quantities because they go bad, right? Hence the word perishables. Yes. So he, I came home to a house full of plums and bananas and strawberries and grapes of two kinds and cherries and apples and every fruit that pears, every fruit that they had, and tangerines and, and oranges. Okay, we got it. Every fruit <laughs> that they had, and these little, anyway, was in my kitchen. With no hope of anybody eating it all. No, even now that you're back, or is it no, already I've been, gone bad? No, I've been. I've been Susie Homemaker the last three days canning and freezing, and <laughs> it's just not right. So he actually ended up adding a few things to your yes. list. <laughs> I'm out there finally chopping up the. Oh, and then I stopped. He said, "Stop and get peaches." In Georgia, so I stopped and got this huge twenty pound, twenty dollar bag of peaches, which immediately went bad, and. So I'm like chopping up peaches and then I get in. I mean, it's, I don't know. Yeah, That's I have definitely, definitely stressful. I would it think is, coming back. It is, and it makes back. me eat and I don't want fruit. And <laughs> I can't sleep because I'm, I don't know. It's just, we need to move on. Well, yeah. Well, I think we need to talk about things that we can do to help you out. Coming back from your trip to all of this obviously was stressful. Can we talk about my hair? Let's discuss your hair. <laughs> Please, let's. Okay. I look like, what's the chick <laughs> from Steel Magnolias? I can't help it. Drink your juice, Shelby. Drink your juice. <laughs> I don't like my hair. And it's, it's, it's a stressful thing for me, and it's driving me insane. And now that I'm back, it, it was okay up in the Midwest because it was behaving. But back here, mm, it's not a go. So it's stressing me out, which makes me eat, and I can't sleep. So. Jenny Lynn and I talked about this. We always have great travel hair. 
Because, like, the second yes. we get out of Florida, like, when we were in California, mm -hmm. good hair. When we were in Massachusetts, well, we talked about how I was from there. And every time I go home, my hair is always great. Mm -hmm. And you come back here and it's crappy hair. Yeah. It's because of the humidity. But that's the, the depression, I think. <laughs> oh, the depression. My hair is depressed to be back it, in Florida. What we need to do for your post-trip depression is to get you a makeover and get I, your hair cut. And I smell a segment cut. coming on. <laughs> Shoot, why didn't we do this beforehand <laughs> for this episode? Darn it. All right, well, I'm done, so you can take over. Yeah, I think we need to do a little bit of trip talk. All right. Oh, wait. <laughs> that was smooth. Uh, it was a little quick, but thank all you. All right, so we're actually talking about post-trip depression. I, We all get it. We go on our trips. Vacation, yep. travel, the buildup. Exactly. And, you know, there's so much invested in getting there and doing these things. And then you do them and then you come back to what? To nothing. Bills. And all the money you spent. All the receipts. Tons of fruit in your house. Tons of fruit in your house. <laughs> and a cat who missed you so bad he's now avoiding me. And an ugly little dog we're house sitting for that <laughs> won't See, eat. It's some very, very serious matters that... Uh, it is. And they need to be dealt with. It's not healthy to just, you know, slip into depression. So we thought that we would talk a little bit today about what are the things you can do to help ease that post-trip depression. And Teresa, you went to Facebook for this. I did. I put it out there, and apparently the way I worded it, it sounded like um, Lucy's Vita Vita Vegemin thing, because <laughs> I just put out there, are you depressed? Oh, I saw this post. You suffer like I do from letdown after it's all over. Nothing to plan for, nothing to look forward to. What do you do to help with those feelings? It does feel very infomercial. <laughs> I, I just want to know how other people, and most people are like-minded. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there's reasons to be depressed for several reasons. One, all of that you've planned for, I don't want to tell you my glasses, all that you have planned for is now over. Mm -hmm. It's just now a memory. And if you didn't take enough pictures, it's you better have a good memory because you're not going to see it. And it might have went the way you wanted it to, or it might have not. It might have been a little mix of both. For me, it was a little mix of both. It's a feeling of emptiness. It is. Because for so long, your vacation planning has been a big part of your life. Yeah. And then suddenly... It's gone. It's, it's it over. Sound, this might sound trivia, trivial to people, but it's really not. When you, If you're a big planner and you, whether you're going to Disney World, you're going on a cruise, whether you're going on a road trip like I did, there was planning involved and there was the anticipation and the excitement. And then you get, you get home and you've just got a dirty van to clean out and a house full of fruit. And, and a house full of fruit. So. Beware of fruit flies. Oh, yeah, That's the bad. next phase of it all. <laughs> well, by far and away, uh, we got a lot of comments. There was uh, there was a lot. They were still coming in when I left <laughs> I the house I think it was well over 100 uh, in uh, response to your question. And far and away, the most popular answer can be summed up with Justine Callezo's, uh I'm hoping I say that right, her response was, plan the next one mm. and they, people do that they jump right in yeah because they need to it, it, it is it goes along with what i was saying you know you come back and then there's this emptiness because this planning and uh preparation has been such a big part of your 
life and then you come back and it's gone there's a void you know the easiest thing to do is to fill that void by doing it all over again but you know what i realized when i was out there on my trip i realized there's other things out there too though other than vacations and trips what did like what well you know like there's a whole world out there that doesn't care about disney i found that out there's a whole world out there that doesn't i mean they like it and all but it's not their life doesn't revolve around it or but i think i am in the mood in the mode where i have to always be planning something and it might just be a weekend getaway that's what her point is she's not saying you plan the next one to go to disney but you plan your next trip whether it is to cincinnati or to san francisco or to venice italy st augustine or wherever it may be it could be a weekend trip maybe it's just on the other coast in tampa or you know somewhere close by trip to the grocery store Yep, but you you have something to plan because that's what uh, serves as a, and it does, a good distraction, preparing for the next thing. Um, we did have some other um, responses as well, which I thought were helpful. Um, Rhonda Rotterman Moffat said that she listens to music, but again, while she starts planning for the next trip. And then when she's done with that, she scrapbooks all of her memories from the trip she just took. I thought those were some really good ideas. I'm going to have to wait a while before I go back, because I tried to go back and look at, you know, because I got home and I'm showing Kelvin all the pictures of the places we were, and it kind of bummed me out, because I think I did it too soon. That fed your depression. Yes, so I needed to wait a little bit, and then I'll go back, and then it'll be happy memories. Yeah. But right now, it's just like, I just want to go back. I just want to... So yeah. you're basically saying you think that it's uh, beneficial to have a bit of a buffer time before you start reliving the memories of your past. For me, Go and do something else. Just day to day. Other for a little bit. Stuff, yeah. And then be able to go back yeah. and relive what it was the minute I, the minute, And maybe it was because Kelvin wasn't with us. Mm-hmm. And he kind of fed into that, oh, wow, I wish I could have seen it. Well, you were invited, dude. You know, so anyway. <laughs> But, um, well, what about the the music? Once you get back to that part of um, being able to relive, I always find it very therapeutic. Like she suggested, listening to music that's associated with that time, whether it's a playlist that I had that I listened to while mm-hmm. I was traveling or a song that I heard while I was at the mm-hmm. place that I was at. Music so very easily puts me right back into the situation you know where i was when i i heard the song and uh i always find that very soothing it's comforting yeah yeah and then the scrapbooking do you scrapbook i used to when Mm -hmm. i had time but never to the scale of a lot of people Mm -hmm. with the whole you know you know how scrapbooking is a whole world oh i was completely mine was pretty mine was pretty low-tech scrapbooking mine was very high-tech i was a creative memories distributor for a while oh my. it was an addiction my scrapbooks were like Ooh, to the and hill, people still do that they do they do i think it's i the thing that i like about scrapbooking is it's the pictures but it's also a way to journal the stories along with the pictures right so that you know generations that go by mm-hmm. they're not going to look at this picture and go what the heck is going on here and have which um, is no story boxes behind it. and boxes of my pictures from right scrapbooking allows yeah. you to um document what is going into right. the photo for other people who maybe weren't with you during that time you know what i like doing i liked memory. um 
doing the little videos of where we were and things. I mean, it's kind of stupid. And I was doing it purely for my own enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And if other people enjoy it, that's fine, too. But Well, what kind of videos were you doing? Well, we were just doing little um, videos of shooting of places where we were with just with our iPhones. And then we did little um, a lot of where we were just talking in the van, a little glimpse of our conversation, what we were talking about. And I did a lot of them. I, I shared a few on Facebook. But just going back and reliving some of that and being able to see. And we did it last year, too, and in other years we had done it and going back in and seeing what the kids look like and what our conversation was about and how we thought of a certain thing or a certain place. Our, like our feelings on where we, st- we stayed at the same hotel in Bigsville two years in a row. Our feelings changed a little bit. Last year it was more novelty. This year it was more we felt more at home, and we just kind of took over the place. So it was a little bit... A little bit different feeling. So I'd like to, you know, document that so we can see our Now, how do you plan on preserving that? Or is it something that you'll just keep for a little while and then get rid of it? I don't know. I haven't thought about that. So you've got to find a way to kind of take all of those little video snippets and be able to preserve Preserve it in a way that will help you relive the memories later on. Yep. My old Um, age. Jennifer Cooper Durham was talking about planning something else, but she had a little bit of a spin on it. Rather than it having to be planned for a the next vacation, she was saying it could be for a holiday or you know planning for Christmas or planning for a birthday. She said just basically having something to look forward to is crucial for mental well-being. So again, it's the oh, idea of there's okay. an emptiness here. Let's put something else in front and look forward to that and move towards that, even if it's not a vacation, okay. which is great. Like a family get together at the house or the yeah. next holiday. Some, or. Planning for something. It doesn't have to be the vacation, but I think that's great because not everyone has the means to just va- take a vacation after a vacation. Or the time or to vac- just do that yeah. over and over and over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Vacations are expensive. You can't always, you know, go immediately right on to the next one. Sometimes there has to be an in-between time. Um, That's a very good idea. I, I thought so as well. Just start planning, whether it's the kids going back to school and how you're going to handle it or, a, yeah, someone's birthday. It mm-hmm. could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, David Coviello said, start learning how to make all of the new cocktails that you tried on vacation. So basically he just wants to drink, drink himself into. Yeah, that sounds like David. <laughs> Into numbing the pain wow. of post-depression. I mean, that's depression. kind of a. It, it's interesting that he said that because we just did the Hershey meet, and um, you remember I had that um, peanut butter martini that yep. first night, and I have I regret not taking a picture of the menu because I don't know how to make it. But I've been thinking like that's kind of a way to bring something a little special from the trip home with Back you. Home with you, uh, yeah, and, absolutely. You know, and and sensory uh, in a, a different type of sensory way where now it's like a taste that you're familiar with from vacation that's mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting i never really thought about that like as being like giving yourself a different type of project like that to bring that vacation with you, you know? i'm yeah, just absolutely. trying to learn to get the taste of the skyline chili out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> you want to erase the taste <laughs> i want to take a picture of that <laughs> have over there. the facial expression that just flashed in no. craig's face but you're right it is I do like the whole idea of bringing things back that I came back with recipes. I was going to say from family, maybe, a family gathering we maybe had. Maybe you have, you mm-hmm. know, your grandma's, you know, mm-hmm. heirloom recipe that or just something new she brought you, to yeah. the family reunion yeah. or um, you know, when we went on um, the podcast cruise, they had specialty drinks 
that mm -hmm. they were serving, that would be, you know, something to bring back. Maybe it's not something specific. Maybe you just happen to eat a lot of popcorn when you were on this trip. I don't know. And then popcorn right. can, you know, kind of make you get back to that, that mental space. But absolutely. I think that's a very creative way to approach it Food as well. Food and drinks are a good way to, to always pull me out of my depression. <laughs> so I'll take that one and go with that one. Okay. Michelle Quenzel said, we went to a New Jersey Disney right after our honeymoon, and that helped a lot. So I think the basic idea here was spending time with friends. Um, in this case, uh, she they honeymooned in Disney, and then going to a Dismeet where she was with friends afterwards. She was meeting with friends like who people. helped her connect mm -hmm. with where she had just been. That's a good idea. Yeah, a little bit more difficult to achieve, I think, if you're traveling to somewhere like Cincinnati or whatnot. But right. maybe it's just keeping in touch with the people that you met while you were there, right. or that you right. spent time with when you were there. Well, in my case, reconnecting with family members I hadn't seen. Um, that makes me want to you know what it made me want to do and it's probably what i'll be doing next i want to do ancestry.com because i had learned some things about my family that i did not know it has nothing to do with answer okay my dog my dad told me his dog's name was hazel growing up i have ne i never knew that i never knew he had a blue tick hound named hazel until this past vacation which made me think there's a lot i don't know about my family and mm -hmm. i know i'm not going to find that kind of stuff Yep. at Ancestry.com. But I think that's kind of going to make me connect back with, you know. Yeah, you can dig deep with that. I know that my maiden name is Guise, G-U-I-S-E, and I've got some Ancestry mm -hmm. Duke de Guise or something in France. And I think I think he was a bad person from what I remember in world <laughs> oh history. My. I think he beheaded a lot of Protestants. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I think so. But um, I'm not quite sure. But, yeah, it's... It is. Um, if if that's something that was a part of your trip, maybe you did. You took a you know you take a road trip to go see family or there's a big family reunion and you reconnect, reconnect with yeah. people. That is a great way. Another to bring way that back I home. think, and also we we're going to do this is one of the places that we stopped. We want to get a family gathering together and do a family road trip with more people. Oh wow! So like a caravan, right? Or do a um, well? We're trying to talk about doing a cruise like your family was going to do. You know yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it just it gives you something to plan mm -hmm. and something to I think it's interesting that you said you know planning the next trip but you you're not just planning the next trip you're actually one upping it you're you know kicking it up a notch hey more people and yeah do it well, we say in that shaker village and in pleasant hill or wherever i think it was pleasant hill kentucky and um going back during the holidays seems like it a logical next step because we want to go back my mm -hmm. sister and I both and it's Kentucky we could come up to Kentucky the northern relatives could come down to Kentucky and I think it would be an awesome holiday gathering not not necessarily on Christmas or on Thanksgiving but just a holiday gathering to me is anytime fall or winter when the family gets together it could be it's a gathering it's a holiday you know but that's kind of where we're at right now so you know, once I get past the the doldrums of getting back, <laughs> then we'll swing into that maybe. I love it. I love it. Because we don't want to let it slide because time's ticking. Mm -hmm. The clock's ticking yep. and it's going forward and people are dying off right and left. <laughs> well, family members, you know. Yes, I know what you're aging. saying, but wow, this took a morbid turn so, really fast. You know, 
I want to know more about yeah, so I what's agree going with on that. in my world. So anyway. Exactly. There's no better way to get information than firsthand information. It is. And you know so more about It's easier to talk to the person directly too. than after yeah. they're gone, oh, having yeah. to try to dig and research and figure right. out what it is that you can find. Yeah. Absolutely, so, 100%. Anyway. Okay, so our next one was, I am, please forgive me if I say this name incorrectly, but Amy Capuano, I think I'm saying that right. Sounds good. She uh, said something that I used to do all the time. She says, fake planning. Imagine a vacation and start doing research. So even if it's a vacation that you are not able to take, if it's one that you wish you could take, your imaginary vacation, start planning it. I used to do that regularly as a, I don't know if that's what that is a sign of, uh, you know, whether that's good or bad or not. It's like daydreaming with details. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. I would do it all the time. I wish that I could go here and I'd hang up pictures of it on a board and I would sit down and I would research the area and make out itineraries. And that expands your mind too and gives you more knowledge. Well, here's the thing. What happens if, you know, life throws something your way and all of a sudden you find you are able to take the vacation and then it's already like you already know know exactly what you would want to do and how you could do it. Um, and now you would, you know, be able to. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I, well, like I I said, I used to do it. I used to do it. Um, Tyler Lee Allen had a very interesting response. Oh, good Lord. What's he saying? He said, (laughs) find the nearest berry farm, take a bucket, steal as many berries as possible, make wine, drink wine, or just buy wine. Oops, so wow, he's like self-medicating there. Yes, self-medication. Having to pick the pick the berries for me, Tyler. <laughs> Bring them to me, and then I will can them for you. In That's my right. Lovely fruit because kitchen. now you have lots of experience with that. Wow. All right, Ashley Parker says she likes to buy a new CD when she's on her trips, and then listen to it when she gets home. CDs. She, well, I guess the idea is I'm music. <laughs> she likes to obtain music on her trip. So insensitive. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Then she says, I also like to buy small souvenirs that I can decorate with. She specifically mentions antenna toppers. And that way she has fun afterwards. And then she says, of course, looking through all of her pictures. Now, I thought that was, yeah, buying the souvenirs. And then I always setting buy them, souvenirs. Setting them mm-hmm. out. To serve as little reminders and... They're on my desk right now at home. Little sources I've got a little tiny six-inch Mark Twain doll that I bought in Hannibal. Little, like a bobblehead Mark Twain or something? No, it's like a little soft, almost like a little voodoo doll. Oh, okay. But it was cute. <laughs> I bought some new jewelry. Um, what else did I buy? Little you things. are very big on buying earrings when we I go am, on trips. I am, and I did not buy any on this trip. It kind of threw me. I couldn't find anything that jumped out at me, which kind of depressed me. But we weren't really... The one place, I mean, we found some, but nothing really jumped out at me too much. So I bought other little tchotchkes, and I bought books about where we were and different things. That's a cool stuff idea. Like that. So I have a lot of reading to do. Okay. But uh, no CDs, no uh, eight tracks, no cassettes. <laughs> I didn't do any of that. But I like the idea of getting something while you're there and then bringing it home. Mm-hmm. Um I think that it's fun that you have a specific something that you do usually purchase when you're mm-hmm. out. For you, it's earrings. Some people buy shot glasses. Yeah. Um, other people have, they always go to a specific type of item and mm-hmm. then collect that item from the different places. And I like it to be a useful item. Practical. That I'm going to use. I, but I still do like, I also brought home four different 
um, tea towels from different states. I oh. love that advertise. You know, like the state. I love that stuff. I just I don't know why magnets I do. for your fridge or yeah. you know I'm not a magnet person, but I love I don't know why I love tea towels. And my mother gave me some of my grandma's old tea towels and some of her old doilies and stuff, which I found interesting. But I had initially started getting T-shirts like. When we went to Hershey a year ago, I bought a Hershey T-shirt, mm. and I thought this is gonna what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get gonna T-shirts from everywhere that I go. But I quickly realized that I'm starting to have way too many T-shirts. <laughs> I got to find something else. I can't fit them all in my drawer. I buy my sister silver spoons. I started doing it when I was like, she must have been a baby, and I was silver like, spoons. what do I bring my sister back? A silver yeah, spoon. Yeah, you know the little spoon mm. and the handle will say where it's from. And all I can think of is Ricky Schroeder, but. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> um, but like I, I just—it's one of those things now where it's like, what the hell? What is she gonna do with so many spoons? And what does but, she do but with the them? same time, does she display them? Well, she just got a display last year, so when I go home, I'm gonna like paint it for her, so it's like nice. But I—it's one of those things where I've done it for so many years now, for like yeah. 20 years, I can't stop. I know what I know what she'll do <laughs> with them because now. I found out um, when I was home <clears> this time. My mother, who is the collector, the queen of collecting little things is now passing these things on. She's in her 80s now. And so Stella acquired her collection of advertising pens and pencils and pen sets and pencil sets because it seemed the most logical thing to give to Stella. Mm -hmm. And some of it goes back to when my mom was a child. She said, she handed her one set and she said, when I was 13, my brother, older brother, gave this to me as a gift and now I'm giving it to you. And it's now, what, 70-some years old. Um, and I, it's just bizarre because my mother also collects, she collects everything, matchbooks, um, advertising bottle openers with advertising on them, rulers, yardsticks. It's like this, but she's all, it's all organized in little tiny I was just going to ask, right. is your mother a hoarder? No, it's all very organized and put away. So oh. only, so, but yeah, we came up with a lot of that. You know what? That oddities. That could be another episode that we do at some point. Uh, trip, trip takeaways that could actually serve as heirlooms. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, some I of have the to things, remember that one. Yeah, because you don't think about. I mean, some of the stuff that she gave me was was her bottle opener collection. Some of the things that I remember that were my grandmother's are in that collection with old oh. advertising on the side, and some of it is stuff that I gave her when I was a kid when I would go or we would go on trips. She'd come home with this and keychains, keychains of, I mean, she's the queen of. I've got <laughs> if it's little, I'm going to collect it, and if it's got advertising on it, which get, tells you kind of where it's where you've been and sure. You know, so that's kind of a well, cool and thing. it's also a, a memento of. The time. Yeah. Not only the place, but the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I like that. All right. Now, Mike Holland said, there's a place called The Boards, Wink Emotion. So I think he's talking, I mean, he's referring to disboards.com for all of you Disney fans out there. Um, but the, the broader point is forums. Forums of people who share the same interests as you, whether, you know, in this case, it would be a travel destination or the things that you like to do when you are traveling and on vacation. I think that's a great idea as well. You know, To visit the forums when you get back? Yeah, to, to find people that are, like you said earlier, like-minded. To be able to... Commiserate with you. Yeah, to, yeah, and be able to talk with you about the things that you like about that place or the things that you enjoy doing um, when you're in these places. And in that, it kind of helps extend 
the feeling that you have when you right. are actually there. You know, the the support system, the um, the camaraderie. You're sharing it all, and mm-hmm. you're excited about what you've done, and you're trying to get them excited about. Sometimes really good things come out of this, as in, like, you end up making very good friends and sometimes end up going on vacation with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, True. Although, be careful with that. That might end up being a little bit scary. <laughs> I think but. I've seen a horror movie. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Sounds like some kind of plot to a film. Um, okay, Ashley Parker said, I also like to make slideshows with the pictures and videos of our trip, set some background music from the place where it's at, and then watch it with the family and the people that she went on the trip with. We used to do this in my family. Um, I mean, it wasn't all, there wasn't a lot of production involved. It was my dad with his uh, video camera camera with the VHS cassette tape in it. Wow. And then we would, you know, we would come home and watch them. With yeah. with our family as a whole, right. um, the people that were on we the trip, that. and then we would also subject our extended family to, to sit it there and watch well. it. They too. were all yeah. required to sit there and watch it with us. I remember we did that. My father, he didn't have, but it was before the eight track. It was just a little. Was it Super Eight film? It was a little little rolls of film mm-hmm. on little yeah. Spool, yeah. I think that's a Is video that though, right? No, it wasn't. Vi- well, it was. was I don't know. It was, was film. It? Yeah. Then he'd have to put it in a little projector and. Yeah, then it, it was probably Super 8, because that was the family, that was the, the camera that became the family camera. Okay. And I, I found some roles when I went home recently, too, of my grandfather has them. Yeah, yep, my grandfather has them. Well, we would go well. on vacations, and like I said before, it either involved, you know, Chicago Cubs or St. Louis Cardinals, and we'd come home and have to relive the ball game on the, fil- <laughs> on the silent film. <laughs> okay, exciting. I was there the first time, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> you know, look at that play, woo! You know? Or whatever, you know, it was very rarely, we were very rarely in them. It was where we were, and that's which is different now. It is different. Now, the way that people record and document their trips, yeah. it, the style is different than yeah, how it used different. to be. Before it used to be of the actual, just the and places themselves. sometimes we'd be standing there in front of wherever, you know, oh, here's the family. But usually we're not. We go into the stadium. Even in... Um, <laughs> You know, a lot of times it was like, you know, if you're going to, my family used to visit the waterfalls. There was lots of waterfalls in North Carolina, and we would do a little mini tour of Mm -hmm. them in the area near cashiers. And, um, you know, a lot of times the video was of just looking at this waterfall going and nothing happening except for the waterfall going because it was a beautiful view but then you know as we had our video camera longer and we would go back home and sit there in front of the tv and go okay well there's a waterfall waterfall. right we realized you want to see the people in the places and remember what was going on with the people in the places so yeah and you see little bits of people jumping in and out of the film and Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. sometimes they'd interact with the camera and sometimes it was just a candid you know child running third, ahead of you third person you know? type of view yeah. or whatever but yeah well, that is absolutely. a good way to you know and document. maybe you should do something like that with your uh video clips i mean now they have ways or even like you can get apps on your phone where you can just do it on your phone yeah to paste it and cut and Put paste and you know with the music and all of that so okay um do i have rhino Yeah, I was just going to say, I did this for my brother. He was here with his kids, and they didn't know I was doing it. So, you know, I I was in the mode of making the videos for here. And so I was like, I'll just film some stuff. And then they drove back to Massachusetts. So the the second they left, I sat at the computer, took all the – I did pictures and video, and I – 
got all the songs together mm-hmm. and I got a thing. And so by the time that they made it back to Massachusetts, like two days later, because they stopped a couple days, they had the video waiting for the them. Idiot. Yeah, Aww. and they didn't know I did it. So they were like, you know, that's oh, crying. So that's I, I know, absolutely. <laughs> you want to talk about a good souvenir. Yeah. That's the best kind. That's but but that's sleep. also, you know, like, I'm not in the video at all. And it's, it's also, so it's kind of, because it was my brother's first vacation with his girlfriend and the two mm-hmm. kids and like um, I didn't need to be in it I mean a couple of the the photos right. but like so you gotta find the person who's gonna be the wandering eye or you just get your family like different designated days you're like okay right. you know you're in charge of it you know Jenny Lynn it's your turn Teresa it's your turn and just you know keep passing, passing around, around. Yeah. yeah but you have to stay committed that's the problem yeah you do because halfway through the vacation you're just like i don't want to hold uh, this don't anymore hand me that camera yeah. again yeah <laughs> get it out we of kind of got into that so there's a lot of documentation for the first half but the second half is not as much it's not as much yeah Catherine hafner brought up an interesting thing that i thought maybe you would want to talk about a little bit she said as my kids are now in college the sadness is because the big family vacation is coming to an end there will be vacations, but only one more with all of us as quote unquote us. After this vacation, I fear we will feel vacation emptiness. Wow, yeah. that is depressing. That is depressing. And I felt that a little bit going into this vacation because Max ended up not going. So it was a little odd going with only two children. Um, and then coming back at some point, I realized the next one, it might not have Grace in it either. Even though Grace loves these things, and she'll always, I think she'll strive more to be there than Max, because mm-hmm. Max is kind of, only well, the guy kind of nonchalant about it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's... So is this a different kind of it's depression? It's a different kind of depression, yeah, because not everybody is involved. You know, you're evolving. And I have a friend on Facebook who um, just went on a vacation with just her husband because they are empty nesters. They have grandchildren. Their families all are all around. But it's different now when it's just, you know, because we're, we're moving into that. I'll have a few more with Stella. She's only 13. But at some point, if I don't get Kelvin to go, it's just going to be me, you know, because mm-hmm. he's, tr- he's not a road trip. He wants to fly. And I'm okay with that, but not all the time. Yeah. Depends well, on where I'm going. So do you have to deal with it differently? Do you have to um, cope with it and find ways to um, deal with that depression differently than you would in it's the ways that we have just feeling, talked yeah, about it. Because it's it's not something that's going to go away because your life is changing because your children aren't there at every moment. you know. And some people continue on and they do, you know, you can still do big family gatherings, mm-hmm. but it's different. And it also becomes different when your children have spouses or mm, partners, partners or, or whatever. Yeah. That is going to change the dynamics of the family, too, and you have to work that into it. And, and that itself is a whole other ball of wax because, you know, you got to, you're got you thinking of someone who's not always been there. Yeah. So Having to make room for new people. And, and you want them there. It's not like you don't dynamics. want them there. Yeah. It's just a different feeling because you're incorporating in, you're making the family bigger. But in some cases, that separates it a little bit because you're involving more people and if those people can't go on whatever you're doing then you know I don't know it's just a weird it's a weird little thing yeah and it's you know I can't imagine if I ever have grandchildren how the, I'm sure it'll all be okay and we'll incorporate it all in but it's just it gets a little more complicated yeah, it as is you more go complicated on. as the family gets larger and farther spread out okay Chrissy Poland Spatel 
um, she's talking about her pictures as well, but she had an, uh, a different way of dealing with it. She said, I set most of my recent vacay pictures as my screensaver. So I constantly relive the memories and always, and then she says she too always has the mm-hmm. next trip in the works, even if it's two or three years away. So I guess if maybe if you don't have the time to do something like a scrapbook or even organize mm-hmm. the photos like that, just quickly uploading them into she put she uploads them into her screensaver mm-hmm. and they regularly rotate and we I've always have our desktops I've on. I've done this. Yeah. I've done this with um, some Barcelona pictures and some pictures from Italy. They're there and I, it just pops up and it just makes me happy. A couple of um, just and I'm not in the picture. It's just the location. The and place. I know I was actually in that location. Yeah. It just it's it's a happy thing. Yeah. So I've actually done that. That's a good that's a good good uh, idea there. Good idea. Um. So, okay. This was a very extreme way of coping with post trip depression. Lizzie Smith says, "Well, I left Disney last September and decided I never wanted to leave the place again. So my way of coping was to apply for a job as an international cast member in Epcot. So." Uh, she's starting in the UK Pavilion in early 2016. Congratulations, Lizzie. And um, so she thinks that that worked out. So wow. her, her way of coping with it was to get a job in the place she wanted to be. Wow. And I don't think I want to do that. Making it not a vacation spot Move anymore, to, but you yeah. know, a place where she... Uh, that would work on this end, people vacation, but I don't want to move back to Illinois. <laughs> you don't want to... Don't I mean, it would go. be all right, but... <laughs> I don't know what kind of job I'd have there. <laughs> All right. Um, Jean Steinbook. Jean Steinbook, I hope I'm saying that correctly. She says her way of coping is to complain a lot and to eat her emotions. <laughs> she I says think we donuts might be related. help. In yeah. case anybody, you know, needs a suggestion, she says donuts are especially helpful. Macaroni. Macaroni and cheese help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pizza. I usually have to not do that because usually I have gone off of the way that I normally eat on vacation and then I have to come back and I I have so to that's depressing recoup. too. It, well, I guess it is, but I don't feel good. So in order to be able to yeah. feel good, I have to get myself dietarily back on track. But I can, I get this. Yeah, I, I understand it. One of the things I do is I probably throw myself into movies and TV a lot and just try to put myself in somebody else's shoes for a while you know you watch pretty little liars and those girls are all dealing with people that are trying to murder them all the time and then you think wow my life is not so bad when i first came home from a trip i just i don't want to do anything i want to just lay there and stare at the wall because i'm in my own home and i'm comfortable not that i wasn't comfortable on the trip but there's nothing like being home Mm -hmm. and in your own environment so that's the first thing i do and then I slip into the, man, I want to go back. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I don't want to go back to work. And it's not that I don't love my job. I love my job more than anything. But it's still the fact that, oh, i got to get back into that routine. Right. But then maybe getting back into the routine will help. Because I haven't gone back, actually technically gone back to work yet. I think that's a really good point. It is a bit depressing to think about going back into the routine. But... But once you get back into it. It is possibly the routine that is going to be the answer to the problem. I think it will be. Because then you get, you know, back in step with the day-to-day, you know, um, mentality. Just what you have to do, yeah. And it's all good. I mean, I like what I do. It's just i got to get back into it and get back in the swing. I remember feeling this way when we, um, the kids and I, took our first Disney cruise last summer when I got hired. Mm -hmm. And it was... 
our our first cruise ever mm-hmm. and it was amazing it was such a fantastic time for us um and it was at a time that we really needed to kind of be together as a family so coming back was really hard because it was such a good mm-hmm. time with my kids and to have to come back and have to register them in the new schools and then adjust to yeah. our lives which had changed and um it it was rough and I did constantly find myself constantly wishing we were back on mm-hmm. that boat and I was able to look out on the vast ocean and but um it really was kind of hunkering down and getting into a routine it wasn't right. our normal routine because our lives had drastically changed but but you know, really finding, setting that group finding yeah. our routine yeah and setting it was it made it made a really big difference um this was this was interesting Susie wilkie harloff said her new coping mechanism is periscope have you heard of periscope kathy does this i have not done this have you done this i have not done it either I'm not even sure what it is. It's got something to do with pictures, it's right? It's a way of live streaming wherever you're at on Twitter. Am I right? I don't think it's just Twitter. I think it's um, I think it's its own thing now. Okay. Um, like it might be through Twitter. It is. It, Twitter owns it. Twitter owns it. Okay, okay. but it, but it's a separate app, right? Yeah. So so you can. I, I'm not. My friend Kelly does it sometimes, but you can just be like pick a place in the world and if people are periscoping there you can literally just be like so, she showed me she's like here's a guy taking a cab ride in Paris and I was like why is he filming outside the window in because Paris because the people want to watch why is it them? more so than just a regular just send a picture on Instagram well, because it's it's living it's live it's in motion it's voyeurism so, at it's extreme too <clears throat> so you can pop in people, yeah. um, so I can sit in my recliner and periscope me petting the cat yeah yep. Klaus, we're having a good time. And, and 40 people just, might pop in and want to watch you petting your Well, how do they know I'm going to be doing it? Well, you can advertise it or they could just catch it just at the moment. Some people just make searches. So, for example, let's say that I just... It's kind of creepy. It is a little bit creepy, but at the same time, a little bit fascinating. So, let's say that I just got back from a trip to Paris, which I've never been to Paris, but I really want to okay, go Okay, that's Paris. your make-believe trip you're making. Okay. Yeah. Um, and... I wish that I was back in Paris. I could do a search and find out who at that moment is periscoping in Paris. And that would give me a way of seeing Paris. And it's happening at that moment. Yep, it's live mm-hmm. live streaming. Live streaming. So I is thought a, that was a bit genius. Is there a, a length to how long it can be? What is, well, that's because that's, that's the confusing part to me. So you, you talked about the petting of the cat. And that's what I think about. It's like you're just, if you're doing a 10-second video, how can anybody tune in at that moment so you must have to keep the stream open for a certain amount of time for anybody to, to even find to jump it. in and care once you've done it it's gone and it can never be seen again i don't know i, I don't know if it's like so i do loop. not know the i don't know all the ins and outs of it yet. isn't this like um what's that thing vine, vine. What that's what it vine? reminds me of vine it reminds me of vine but just live vine like, is recorded and it's not live and you can so edit periscope's it not i don't vi- know if not you recorded. edit periscope it's like snapchat you can save periscope videos to your phone okay okay it's like snapchat you can take a picture and it'll also save to your phone yeah snapchat oh no one will no honey it's out there <laughs> yeah it tells at least it tells you when somebody's Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, it, I don't Snapchat. I have the app for whatever reason. Well, it'll be like, why'd you save that picture of my dog? And I'll be like, it's really cute. And I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> well, from the broader perspective, though, this brings in social media. I didn't find the comment here yet, but somebody also had made the comment that what they do when they get home is they upload their photos to Facebook, mm-hmm. and then they start discussing their pictures with people. You know, people sharing their memories I with other like people. I do like sharing, and I, as I'm on my trip, I do a little bit of sharing if I have Wi-Fi or 4G or whatever, and I'm able to. I do put a few little things up just to share the moment, which really and truly and completely upset my sister oh. because we were invading her privacy in showing my mundane life. Well, I guess it's not always clear cut how you can, you know. No, and you know, that really frustrates me because I currently am doing something where I'm trying to respect somebody's privacy. And then they'll call you out and being like, I'm never in any of your pictures. I'm never in any of your stuff. And you're like, you have all of your stuff set to private. So I just assume that you don't want to be a part of this. Like, And then when they try to, no, I don't want all your weird friends to see me. Okay. We had a big argument about, um, I... The, the first part of my children's childhood, when, when Max was little and Grace was little, way back before the iPhone came into my world, and the constant, and we were still using the regular camera and having the film developed and all, I was never in a picture, ever in a picture, because I was the one taking the pictures. Yep. There were okay. many years where So I there's like many years too. where it's like, okay, I know I'm there because I took the picture, but there's no record of me being there for. My children right. or whatever, you know, they got to look back. Where's the picture, mom? Where's you know? You can find her, find her in the background making potato <laughs> salad or something, but you can never find her. That's my mother. She's always in the background of pictures. And my sister and I had this discussion. We said, you know what? Because she was saying, don't take my picture. I said, Brenda, there is no record of you. We got to take a picture of that you were here. Yeah. And whether I share, it, you're going to share it with the world. Whether I share it with the world or just keep it for my own amusement or whatever, <laughs> because it's usually a stupid picture. It doesn't matter. I mean, you need to. There needs to be some sort of record. That when you, you were go on this missing, <laughs> when what? you go missing, you'll be real happy. That's right. Yeah, I've that, got that here's picture a picture. Of, oh, here's her third grade school picture. It's all I got. Hope you can age progression it or whatever to make her <laughs> look like she does now. Because I got nothing, you know. And I, she finally started coming around and getting not so uptight every time I took a picture, but. Come on. Yeah. No. You I, are I, what you are. You look like you. You know what? That's the way you look. That's the, and that's I've come to that conclusion. Whether I look like this or like I looked ten years ago or like I'm going to look five years from now, this is me, and I need to, you know, this is it. I agree. I think that you should. You should. You were there. Document yeah. it. Document that you were standing in front of that stupid house in the country, or document that you were standing outside the Milledgeville Insane Asylum. Though Brenda wasn't there, but it was cool. <laughs> because down the road. These are the memories that are important. All right, I think our last one that we'll share before uh, we wrap it up here was from Brian Fran Cure. I think I'm saying that right. Let me see. Cure. You might be right. Um, I thought this was very smart. He said, in addition to planning a new trip, create a fitness goal and go all out. Oh, man, you had to go there. Well, the reason is because we're talking about depression and being able to pull out of that, feeling better is a big part of that. It is. And exercising, eating right, taking care of yourself. These are all things that do help your mental state. And And you know when you're going into a trip, you try to get to that look you want before you go on your trip. Right. 9.99 9.99 point of the times I never reached my goal 
And then I come back and I look at the pictures, which I just got done arguing about that I had to be in the pictures. <laughs> and I'm not happy with the pictures, but it's but still, like you said, and then you come back tired, you come back. So you do need, and are we, right. I am going to start. I've got it on We order. are. We are. Do you want to share this Yes, everyone? let's share it. Go ahead. What's it called? I don't 20 know. 20-day fitness. 21-day? 21-day fitness. Something. No, it's the 21-day fix. Fix. Yeah. 21 and it involves fix. these little boxes, which is what pulled me in, sadly. It was the colorful little <laughs> she boxes. She got excited about containers. <laughs> I hey, like containers. whatever works. Whatever works. And all these different containers are different sizes, and... You put that's what you measure your food with, right? Mm-hmm. Is what you're putting in there. Yep. So it'll it helps you with understanding portion control, portion control, and how you need to eat different things from the different groups and combine them. I, I like it. I like that there's a visual. Mm-hmm. It's not just reading, and it's not just someone telling me something. There is a visual sitting there on my kitchen counter that tells me that I can only have the size of a little dice of the good a stuff. A little orange box of a little chocolate. orange box. <laughs> Fill that thing to the brim. Fill it. Pack it, pack it with chocolate, and then I've got this big giant container with the lettuce in it. Yes, so we have both invested in this. It's from Beachbody.com. Yeah, and we're going to be trying the um, the food portion of it. So, just so you all know, I don't know if any of you guys want to jump. I in think and join it's us, interesting. We're going to try I, it. I just I like the visual part of it. I like the fact that it's it's going to make you think. This is how much I'm supposed to be putting in my body, versus how much I do put in my body, right? Yes. yes. And it's. I think it's going to depress me <laughs> initially. Initially, it'll be hard. It'll be your hard. your body has to go through the adjustment and that. But I'm willing to do that bit. because, t- like I said, it. time's ticking. Push through it. And you will be on my lifeline, right? That's right. I will. Because we're going to do meal planning. So anyway, thank you, Brian, for that. You know, uh, we agree. We're going to be doing some things here for Tess to try to bring her out of her post-trip depression. <laughs> Get you a the new haircut. Get yes. you some food containers. We are good to go, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's show. We're going to see you next week for some more fun. Not really sure what that is yet. Oh, it'll be exciting. I'm excited about it's next week. Be, it'll be because it's next week. <laughs> it'll be good. Whatever it is, you can count on that. So, with that, trip out. <laughs>